This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Brian, it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing? I'm amazing. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, brother. Look, uh, we usually start this off by asking if you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs. <laughs> you know, that's a good, no, I don't. I do not. My dad was a teacher. My mom was a homemaker. Uh, grandpa was a farmer. So, I, 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 you know, arguably a farmer is an entrepreneur and takes the biggest risk with the littlest game. Or littlest, smallest game. Yeah. No, yeah. it's funny. It's too bad Jason isn't here today because he's sick. It literally mirrors sort of the work he did growing up with his family, right? He was, he was a farm family too. And he talks about how I think his greatest lesson to take away from that is you can't rush uh, when you're farming. It, it takes the time that it takes, uh, no more, no less. And it takes hard work. And so to hear that you have that in your roots, you know, on top of uh, teaching, I'm beginning to see how this takes shape. Now, where for you do things start to take uh, a professional turn? Like at what point did you decide, okay, I'm going to go do this? And what was that line of work that you first stepped into? So my journey is kind of a little different. You know, I, I uh, well, it started with, you know, Kiyosaka. I read the, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad way back when it was, you know, it was on tape, like really tape, like not, not audio. <laughs> like, but it was like literally a tape, like five of them, I think. They stuck in there. And and I was uh, I was on my way to boot camp uh, for the Army. And and I was listening to this thing in a Walkman, you know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Before they took it away from me and shaved my head. And then, you know, so I was like, yeah, this is how I feel. This is what I think I want to do. But I'm getting ready to join one of the most institutional things that's out there. It's not entrepreneurial, but I had a very strong patriotic drive as well. Like, I was like, I, I, I want to do this, but I want to do this entrepreneurial stuff too. And um, so, you know, I got to boot camp and all that. And, and, and honestly, just started uh, the real estate investment journey. Uh, alongside that paralleled my military career. Wow. Okay. There's another yeah. parallel there between you and Jason is he also was holding uh business. He was running businesses while serving, right? Now he did it for 23 years, but uh, it, while staying in, staying in service, but your journey, you went into real estate because of the rich dad, poor dad thing that you, that you started uh, listening to with Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. There was something he said. It was like, he, he's like, how many homes can you afford to own? That get that pay you three hundred dollars a month. <laughs> wow! And, and it was, and it just hit me. I was like, well, as many as I possibly can get, you know. So that that was, and that was his point, right? Was was to do that. And so I started back in two thousand two is when I started acquiring properties. Uh, wow! So how did the two thousand eight crash affect you? Because that had to be hard, or so, was that perfect opportunity? <laughs> you no, know, honestly. Here's the deal, and, and this is real estate. Is, is is there's always an opportunity in a down market, up market. It's just pivoting 
what you're doing, right? It's just pivoting what you're doing. Like right now, um, because you know everything's getting, you know, crazy inflation, interest rates are high, and all these kind of so we just acquired a manufactured home dealership, and because that's the bottom of the pyramid, right? That's the bottom of the pyramid. Everybody's gonna shift down the tier of what they're gonna buy. And we're like, well, they'd have to shift all the way down to nothing before that before people start start buying those. So so that's what we've just recently acquired. It's been um, I mean it started, it's brand new. Um but yeah, no, so I started doing that alongside the, the military, started buying houses everywhere I went and buying and holding initially. And then I was like, I want to flip homes. And um, and I volunteered to work for somebody who was doing that for free to learn actually the labor part of that first. Really what I wanted to learn was the business part, but I would, you know, I was gonna I'll do the labor part, part. ask tons of questions when 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 you're around. And uh yeah, obviously he he paid me, but um and then you know, I, I, it's kind of a funny story. He's like, I was doing the labor and these guys came by and they're like, I was putting on a roof for the you know, second time I've ever done it. These guys come by and said, you need any, you need help. And he was paying me by the job. I said, how much do you guys want to earn? And they, and they're like, well, we earn this much. And I did the math real quick. And I was like, yeah, you guys can definitely work. So like they, I had them do the roof. I called the guys so I could do three houses now at the same time. And he's like, well, why? You know, they, they, how are you going to do that? And he drove by and said, okay, now I'm going to have a project managed. And then, you know, from there, I bought my own house. This is fascinating specifically because it shows your coachability, right? Many people, many successful entrepreneurs point to the fact that they had mentors or at least someone who was in, in a position that was further ahead than they were that took a chance on them or opened themselves up to the possibility of working together. and you weren't afraid of hard work either in that sense where you were like, look, I'll start at any role that's necessary as long as I get to ask all the questions I want, right? Because you knew where you were going with that. It was a means to an end for you, whereas some people are afraid of starting in lower positions, in particular, younger entrepreneurs, because they're afraid if I start there, I'll never be CEO. When it's like the complete opposite, you can't ever start as CEO. I mean, you can try, (laughs) but, but that's not how it works. And so I love that in your story, we can illustrate the like the hard knocks of what it is. Cause most people look at real estate, they're like, yeah, I'm gonna go into the real estate game and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my license, make a couple of sales, and never having done any of the work to really like understand each and every role that's that's required in an ecosystem of a real estate business, which is why I imagine you're like, hey, up market, down market doesn't matter. The question is what am I looking to do in that market, right? And because there's an opportunity always. And that's only something someone can say who's been on every level of the business itself, as opposed to someone who would panic if there was somehow homes that were no longer within their reach of their own financial capital, where I imagine you like, you probably now at this point can go, oh, I know who I can pull together. It's a property going to get this done. Like there's a, there's a different level that I that I hear from you that you know how to operate on in this field that wasn't always the case when you first started out. Is this accurate? Oh, 100%. I mean, you don't see, you, your, your vision starts to open as you experience. And you know, you, I always tell people, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta commit. You gotta show courage to go and do something you don't know how to do. And you're gonna increase your capability, then your confidence comes. Then your confidence comes. Right? So you're, you're, you're kind of going with, I don't know, I think I'm pretty sure I can do this, but get through it then you get through it once your confidence comes 
now you now you can see a little bigger vision and you can do the same thing, right? You can do the same thing and stretch that vision beyond what you're able to see, understanding that on the backside of that, you're going to have greater confidence and capability as well. And then you just, you know, continue to pull that forward. You know, what, what I love about your story as well is something that we sort of glossed over is that there are a lot of people who are in this community who also happen to be veterans. And I have a lot of friends who served and then got out and didn't really know how to assimilate back into society. So as an as someone who has done that and succeeded as an entrepreneur, is there anything you can share as a tidbit or some kind of like, you know, gem you can drop on how to sort of look at the process of reassimilating and also how to leverage the strengths of what training took place to bring that back into 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 uh, civilian society and like really, really maximize your ability to get uh, reach of your goals? So I love that you're asking this question because this is my most recent passion. And this is what I'm doing. Yeah, real estate's been my entrepreneurial thing. And I'm actually still active duty. I'm still active duty in the military. Um, and, but I, I just launched, I just, I just, pub, I've had a book published three weeks ago called Cleared Hot. And it's a, and it chronicles the, the year long deployment I had as an Apache pilot in Afghanistan. And the whole purpose of the book is to take the lessons I learned from crazy experience of engaging the enemy and having my engine shot out and having other, these, all these crazy experiences that. I call them life days, days you should have died, but you're, you're, you're still here. So you have a life day, right? And uh, spoiler alert, I am here. So they all work out. But um, I, I, just, I just launched this book because what I want from that is to, to teach not just, not just veterans coming in transitioning, but anybody who's experienced trauma, anybody who's experienced trials or obstacles, it has not yet figured out how to see that those are actually opportunities, right? Like it, this is the this is the thing that that is important. I believe super important to understand is that there's a reason we paint this picture of like guys who've gone to war and come back and now they're shells of themselves. And and unfortunately, I don't like that, right? I don't like. That. I know it happens, and I am unfortunate, but I don't like that. That's kind of the foregone conclusion. But the reason that that happens to strong men and good men and women good men and women, is because what they experienced was extremely powerful. Now, the, the awesome thing about power is it can be redirected. So the thing that is now is a millstone around their neck can be used and serve as a cornerstone to the foundation of a better, stronger version of itself. Right? That power can be redirected. A lightning bolt can kill you. It can also power a city. It's the same, same power. It just needs to be redirected. And so the same things that are, that are, and these guys are not broken. I, I, I argue that they're not broken. They just haven't figured out, they have the tools. They haven't figured out how to do that stuff. And once they do, those things are super powerful. You, you, we hear it, we say it all the time. Hey, so-and-so grew up in this and started in this, this broken background and everything. And despite all odds, ended up in this awesome situation. I say, nope, nope, that's not why. It's not despite those odds, it's because of those odds. That those things happened for him. That's what made him able to get to where he was. Those were opportunities, not the opportunities that you raise your hand and say, give me that opportunity, but they are opportunities. And then when you're seeing them that way and you utilize the way that is powerful. And that is powerful. 
I love that, man. And, uh, you know, thank you for your service, which is something I should have said even earlier in the conversation. But I really do appreciate that we can get that insight, even from like where you currently are right now, like just active and still maintaining your businesses and writing books. And, you know, it just goes to show, you know, there are people who grow up in neighborhoods and it's like you said, it's because that 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 is their environment. And those are things that happen to them that they are driven to seek more, right? If something isn't necessarily challenging and it's really just, you know, a walk in the park every day, when would you ever have the drive or the reason to get up and go do something, right? Which is then leads to insanity. I, I think it was uh, 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 Dr. Jordan Peterson was uh, was in, speaking with uh, Huber, Andrew Huberman recently where he was talking about this, this idea where a lack of stress and a lack of pressure can also create a lack of dopamine and opportunities to to feel like you've accomplished something, which is the biggest currency is that dopaminergic transference. And so I think I think it's really interesting that the stance you take on like it, those obstacles and that power just needs to be redirected. Very kung fu in the, in a way, you know what I mean? Where it's it really is about taking that, feeling it, and using it. And I can only imagine had had I been in a, in a in an aircraft that had an engine blown out and I'm supposed to figure out how to survive on some Mission Impossible, I literally would probably feel completely paralyzed. So, in that thing, is it a training that you underwent to be able to get you to move out of a paralysis moment like that? Because sometimes the regular person who hasn't ever seen a day of action can have an experience happen to them. And make them want to quit right then and there. Now people can go, ah, oh, don't be a wussy or this or that or whatever word someone wants to use, which you know isn't isn't politically correct these days. But is there something that you can offer for someone to just snap out of it and and just take a step forward, or is it is it just being able to train yourself to do that? I mean, I I always say everything's a muscle. It's weak until it until you train it and it's strong. Like that, everything is a muscle, and and. And yeah, that's what we cover in the book is like principles and techniques that can help you, you know, fortify your mind, make you have more resilience, more whatever. And and I did it in an attempt to prepare, but when I talked to the guys with letters behind their names, you know, all those PhD types, uh, the same steps and principles that we learn to prepare also repair. So it it really it really is kind of uh, you know. So I'll use it by telling that story, telling one of the stories. Uh, we'll we'll use one of the times that my engine did get shot at. So we we were rolling in on an enemy and, and we hadn't actually shot them yet. We've been working with the ground troops to develop where they are, right? And they, because you don't want to shoot the wrong, wrong area, right? And then Apache can lay some hate, so you don't want to hit the wrong thing. And so they had just, we had just gotten good fidelity on what we needed to engage. So we were rolling in hot and in a bank. And all of a sudden I hear my co-pilot scream a blood curling scream. He's screaming. Because a bullet just shattered his femur and wrapped his leg around the control. And at the same time, my engine was shot off. And then when I went to go adjust the controls so we could fly, they were jammed. I didn't know it at the time was because his leg was wrapped around it. And, and, and so we're falling. We're falling. We don't have the power to stay in there. He's screaming. And I don't have, like, I don't have control of the flight controls because they're locked up. So what's required there? Is as funny as it may sound, the lowest priority on that list is him screaming, because I have to keep the spinny thing spinny for us to not go upside down, right? So, um, 
And then the flight controls have to be able to move for me to do that. In the helicopter, there's something called backup flight controls. You have to break the mechanical linkage in order to do that. And it takes some pressure. So we're in a bank falling and I slammed them over to break that mechanical linkage to go into backup controls, which is a sloppier version of fly-by-wire and the helicopter is like a broke, you know, broken driver. But, but <laughs> the funny thing is Boeing says it takes one second for that to happen for them to take effect. And I always wondered, why does that, why does that matter? And I found out right then because where I had to snap it, if it would have taken immediate effect, we would have snapped all the helicopter. And it. So I remember thinking as I'm breaking it over, I was remember, please Boeing, be right. <laughs> you know, please have this engineered correctly. And so I did that. Simultaneously, I have to drop the collective unit, which is the control of my left hand, which makes the helicopter go up and down. We're already falling, but in order to recapture the spin, that the inertia of that rotor, there's too much power in those blades, and and so they're they're slowing down because they can't they can't keep up with one engine. So I have to reduce the power required by slamming it down, which is counterintuitive because you're going to fall faster, right? To do that. So I did that, broke over, come back down, and then and we flew out. Spoiler alert, I'm here. So, you know, like we got through and then I had to start working with my co-pilot to analyze his leg and wrap it and get the blood under control and get him Oh, man. Okay, so why do I say that story? Why do I tell that story? It's because of what you're saying, right? Do you do you just snap out of it? Or that, that takes a lot of preparation. There was no snap out of it. It was preparation before the emergency prepping your mind before the emergency and going through tons of scenarios before the emergency thousands of times so that it's all a reaction. Now you can do this in your daily life with all kinds of stuff, right? This is just an extreme example of how to do it. Man, I will never be worried about a sales call ever again. (laughs) But you can do it on a sales call. You can do what I it's, It's called chair flying. And it's really where meditation, visualization, and role play all had a love child. That's what got me to the position that I was able to react to that. And you can use it on a sales call. And that's something that I teach in that book, in Cleared Hot. It's powerful, man. So Cleared Hot, this is on, this is released uh, on Amazon and everything. I can, yep, I can order yep, that. Yeah, it's on, on Amazon and it's on my website at clearhot.info. But, but yeah, you can go pick it up and, and then you go through those techniques. And there's a lot more stories like that one in the book to teach. The yeah, brother. Oh, man. It's just it just goes to show, you know, you think, you know, stress until you hear something like that. Now, that's stress. <laughs> and decisions are critical. And the wrong one has consequences. No, man, they, and and this is all things that leaders need to be able to to step up to and understand. Uh, just goes to show, man. Anybody who goes through through service and sees action like that, after that, there's nothing that can't be accomplished if you put your mind to it, right? It puts things in perspective. You know, I, I have guys at work say, "Man, you don't ever seem to get amped up about stuff." And I was like, <laughs> honestly, I learned, you know, this isn't life or death, right? So why why get amped up about it? And guess what? I also learned when it is life and death, it helps to not get amped up about it. So when is it good to get all ramped up and stressed about it? I, I can't find it. I can't find the scenario where it really makes sense. Man, that reminds me of, uh, I think I was watching Ad Astra with Ben Affleck. Oh, no, not, not, was it Ben Affleck? No, I don't think it was Ben Affleck. Uh, Brad Pitt. And uh, he was training to be an astronaut and be oh, out yes, there. Yes. And they, they, they check like heart rate and everything. And he was like able to keep it at the lowest rate possible. And you're right. Um, if, if there's anything I've noticed, it's most uh, procrastination and challenges in entrepreneurship 
for making decisions and taking action come it's an emotional thing it's not it's not even mental because you know what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. the trick is can you get into the emotion necessary to get action to happen right? right man i can't wait to take a look at your book uh there's only a few things left to do here the first is if you don't mind there's a huge shout out i want to give out to one of our supporters that made this episode possible and that is kelly gordon kelly gordon runs cyberpreneur Kelly Gordon runs Cyberpreneur Inferno. Uh, it's a collective of people that can help you get where you want to be. And if you've ever felt like you started a business because you wanted more freedom and more time and more money, only to find out you have less and less of each of those because now you're up to your neck and working, you don't understand why it was supposed to be better. Well, Cyberpreneur Inferno is a collective that can help you save 10,000 hours or more learning things the hard way with hundreds of other digital agency owners that can help you level up and get you the proven systems and processes you actually need. So you can try figuring it out on your own or hit them up and let them know the War Room sent you. Use the War Room 15 code, you know, get a couple of percents off. And uh, in 100 days, they can get you where you want to be. So go to get.cyberpreneurinferno.com forward slash four by four method and let them know we sent you. Uh, with that said, again, I want to reiterate, where do you want people to go? Uh, my brother, where, where do you want them to, you want them to check out cleared hot, obviously, Brian, but is there anything else you want them to know anywhere that you want them to connect with you? Honestly, yeah, you can go on cleareddhot.info and connect with me there. Definitely get the book and pick it up. It's good. You know, it's, it's got leadership lessons in there and it's got really more importantly, how to, how to, how to strengthen your mind. Right. And I think that applies across the house, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're not an entrepreneur, whether, you know, just, just across the board, see opportunity and everything happens. Cause this stuff does happen for us, right? That's the perspective. So yeah, that's what I would just, in, in, at this point, that's all I want to do is help people with that perspective. That's my passion. I got the real estate stuff going. I'll keep that yeah. going. It's fun. It's fun. But this is, this is big, this is bigger stuff. I love it, man. And it makes sense. You know, uh, that's what we make money for. So we can do the things that we actually want to do. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh exactly. man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you bringing your experience and perspective to the script. Uh, it was an honor and a pleasure to have met you. Uh, I, I do hope this isn't the last time you and I chat. Uh, I, I want to stay connected and thank you. Uh, there's only, there's only one question left. And that is if you could have invited anybody to this conversation today, who would you have loved to have had here? Uh, Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu, the art of war, huh? (laughs) I mean, because it's the art of war, but it's also the art of life. I mean, there's just, there's so much in there. That's much more than about war. It's how you attack life. Man, respect. Brian. Absolute pleasure. Let's stay in touch, brother. I'm going to check out your book. I mean, with a story like that, how could I not? There's a collection of those? <laughs> yeah. 20, 22 chapters of them. Yeah. Hey, there it is. All right, brother. Take care. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.